0: Happy Thanksgiving everyone, it's Tyler and Chris and I are excited to share this conversation we have with one of our students, Otis. We've been discipling Otis since the beginning of this semester and it's been amazing to see him grow as a follower of Jesus and discover what it means to share that with his friends. This is what we love to do on campus and Otis is a great example of what we believe God has called us to do. None of these conversations would happen if it weren't for you, our supporters. Your continued generosity is a testament of God's faithfulness and is an investment in students' lives. And we are so thankful. So, here's our conversation with Otis. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's currently 8.15 on Monday morning, which is early for college students, right? Right. Really early. Early for for me to be on campus, honestly. Yeah. Okay, Otis, um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Um, I'm Otis Walton-Thats, I'm from Asheville, North Carolina. I um, grew up playing sports and played college football for one year, um, then I transferred. I grew up a atheist for 18 years um, because my family and myself um, never felt welcome within the church or by the Christian community, um, and found Jesus about one year ago, um, through Jesus using my friend and other people in my life um, to bring me.
2: Home. Uh, <laughs> I, don't know. I, have t- I have two questions. I yeah. have the bat. Did, did you like Christians say like we're I'm a Christian and there's a whole like Christian culture to it. You would say you were an atheist. Mm. Did, you f- did you feel like you had an atheist culture?
1: Or, or are you just like, only when people ask you what you believe, you're an atheist? Um, I think maybe subconsciously okay. I had an atheist okay. culture. Like I kind of felt probably closer to people that didn't really believe in God because okay. my association with people that believed in God is that they wouldn't really like my family. You know, so I mm. like to surround people with people that would accept and love my family. Uh, so yeah, I probably found that community. I don't think I had too many Christian friends. Okay, yeah. yeah. so you were like super distanced from Christian culture.
2: Yeah, well, I think... You had some Christian friends, but like but you were never, like you're fit, yeah. The the place where I'm from, the yes. Christian culture is not huge. Yes, yes, yeah. that makes sense. But my second question is, when you became a Christian, right, from a, like a real atheist, and atheist family, how long do you think the process was of like first like maybe doubting or how, what's the word? Like how how long did it take before you were like, I'm not an atheist. I actually believe in Jesus and what he did for me.
1: Um probably a few months. Okay. gonna uh, well, say it really didn't happen like that. Yeah. It was it was a process, you know, I was reading the Bible and praying long before Uh, I would call myself a Christian or I truly believed in Jesus you know I might call myself a Christian but before I truly believed in Jesus I was kind of trying to fake it till I make it Mm -hmm. and see what everybody was talking about Um, and that's because uh, I witnessed my best friend go through a really hard time and um, God comforted him in a way that I never could Um, and so I went through a hard time myself and i guess i was seeking that comfort Mm. that my friend found
0: so what happened after you started to to pray by yourself read scripture by yourself yeah where where did you start how did you know how to pray or were you just like i'm going to try to do something and it happened to result in you being a christian
1: yeah i so i started praying first um i spent a period of praying and Honestly, I feel, I feel like i met Jesus through prayer. Um, I wasn't trying to do the right prayer. I was just trying to be authentic mm-hmm. and talk about how I'm feeling. Um, and I felt like I meeting Jesus through prayer is what led me to read the Bible because I was very... Oh, so you started with prayer? Yeah. Okay. Um, I started praying with the idea that I would never read the Bible because... I was praying to God, but not necessarily Jesus, quote-unquote, which is crazy to say looking back. (laughs) But my association with Jesus is not this loving God that I've met through prayer. Hmm. Um, Just because of who I had been exposed to and how um, people that said they followed Jesus treated me. So you didn't
0: equate Jesus to God and God to Jesus?
1: Um, I... I wouldn't say so. I um, not in the sense that I was even really thinking about Jesus. You know, um, it's like if someone was to pray, they wouldn't think that they're praying. Like I was just praying to God. And I you didn't even like
2: were you even praying? You were just like talking in your head. Yeah, kind of. But, even, like, like, I think I did think that I was like. Okay. Talking to, to God. Okay. This is. So I'm trying to get in the mind of an atheist, right? Because mm-hmm. I grew up Christian my whole mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had to make the conscious choice to say, "I'm talking," I think I'm talking to someone, versus, I'm just thinking my own thoughts. Right. Right. That's what in your head was like. Like I'm now praying because I think I'm talking. I'm trying to believe I'm talking to someone. Right. And you didn't know who that someone was. It was just this like,
1: this this being of God. Right. And through that prayer, right. I knew who he was, but I didn't necessarily know for a fact that he yeah, was yeah, like yeah. Jesus, you know. Interesting. Yeah. So then you immediately joined a church? No, I, um, <laughs> I stayed kind of far away from the church. Um, just through my bad experiences in church and um, feeling like my family was still not welcome into church, yeah. even if I was. Yeah. Um, so I kind of pursued this relationship on my own um, I actually went from not having too many Christian friends to being at a Christian college, um, so easy access to that. A lot of people think that I became a Christian because I went to a Christian college, but mm. I would say that the college had no influence over me besides the fact that I had people to talk to. Once I started being a Christian, because there's no chapel, there's no like right.
0: Christian requirements. Right. There wasn't any chapel at PC.
1: Nope. Except for when the Otis started. Yeah. (laughs) True. Um, Interesting. We had to take one, like, Bible class, and I took Old
0: Testament. And, um... What an introductory course to being a Christian.
1: But I didn't really get to the part uh, um, that would have pushed me away, you know. So, I I just read, like, through Genesis and uh, Exodus, and honestly, I wasn't the very... the best student in the class, (laughs) you know. through my whole like purpose for taking it, I wasn't too incredibly interested. Yeah. Okay. You know? okay. Um, okay. But I guess throughout the
0: class, I started to become more and more interested. Okay, so you graduated high school, went to Presbyterian College on a football scholarship. Mhm.
1: Not a football. Uh, they don't give scholarships. It was like an academic scholarship. Academic
0: scholarship. Yeah. How did that season go? Um. Freshman year.
1: Awful, just terrible. Um, not only for the team, but for myself. I um, struggled with two torn ACLs in high school, so I was just trying to play in one sense or the other. And um suffered from a couple shoulder injuries in college and a concussion, and just the whole year with me trying to play like I had played in the past, but now with <laughs> a broken body, so yes. um, that didn't go very well, yeah. and I had these high expectations for my level of play, and with the injuries, I couldn't reach that, so it was a constant disappointment, a constant um, reminder that I had lost mm. my, quote-unquote, athletic ability. Yeah,
0: yeah. So. But at the same time this is happening, you come to PC, you start exploring Christianity more and more. Eventually, like, say, okay, I believe in Jesus. And then start, like, a Bible study.
1: Yeah. Right? I um, Honestly, I think me being bad at football that season helped a lot. (laughs) Um, Because it forced me not to make my identity in football. Um, I had to find a new identity. Um, But the awesome part was I made a ton of friends through football, a ton of friends that wanted... A sense of Bible study and um, a sense of friends that nobody was willing to really be the person that created it. Um, so, as I went through um, football, I kept getting hurt. I finally had to step away. And as I stepped away, um, that's when I really had to step towards Jesus, mm-hmm. really. Because um, I got into a not so great place. Um, and started reading the bible um maybe a month later i gave my testimony at like a um christian organization group on call in on campus and then um that like i went from being afraid to talk in public to like i want to talk to every single person i've ever seen yeah. in my life um so a week later I was just like, dude, like I want to do this, like um, I think that's when I would say I started believing in Jesus. Um, the was that week, was
0: that during football season or no. second semester?
1: It was like right before or right after Christmas break. Okay. Um,
2: this so give context, this was less than a year ago. Yep. So this time last year, you were still like figuring out. I'm figuring out your, uh, your spiritual life stuff in Jesus, right? Yeah,
1: okay. and I would say that I was, um, this time last year, I was probably, like, starting to yeah. read the okay. Bible. Okay, um, so then how did your Bible study start? I just, I took, first it was, like, me and three other friends, and we had a Bible study, and they were, like, they just said something, like, Otis, like, how do you know so much about this, you know? Um, and so, like... You were leading the Bible study yeah yeah i would say so or trying to talking too much
2: you know what i mean Um, (laughs) but but like a month into your relationship with god you're Mm. already leading a bible study with christians who've been christians their whole lives
1: right and um i would say that that's because i'm like pretty competitive um i like to compete with whatever i do and um In a sense at the time and throughout that whole year I was trying to be like the best Christian Mm -hmm. but I was also like understanding it in a sense. yeah,
0: Yeah. Would you say that like you started out, how do I say this? It's in my head. I don't know if I can say this out loud. I'm going to try. Because you said like at the beginning of your relationship with God, did you know that you had a relationship with God when this was all starting out or did you, was it more like I'm just trying to figure out Christianity?
1: I think it was more I'm just trying to figure okay. out Christianity and uh um, maybe even like make a difference in my community Oh. Kind of thing. what do you mean by that um I felt like I understood this thing, and um that like I could help give other people hope and purpose and understanding, okay, yeah okay, okay. yeah, okay, which is. Wild to say, but... Well,
0: it's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's a great thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's actually
2: a great thing. So the three, what happened then? Um, With your little Bible study.
1: We, I was like, I just want to make this huge, you know? I was super on, like, I want to do everything in the world. Um, And we just started texting our friends, you know? And um, one of the guys stopped coming. Actually... Thinking back on it, two of the guys of the original three stopped coming consistently, Mm -hmm. Um, but we got probably like a hundred guys, and we would just ask everybody in school go and hand out flowers, ask them, you want to join the Bible study, and um, we would meet every day, like every weekday.
2: a hundred guys, a hundred people committed to meeting five sense. days yeah. a week. That's no, made, you, you,
1: that's made up. They were not showing up every day, but we probably had forty or fifty guys <coughs> showing up every day. And the uh, hundred. So you guys. really do like
2: create chapel yeah, like yeah. In every like five days a yeah, week yeah, chapel? Yeah.
1: And um, it was cool for the football team because it was like a place where it's like, yeah. oh, they know me, they trust me, you know, and um, uh, we can talk in a simple way, and it's not me trying to explain some deeply confusing theological idea to them. Yeah.
0: Was yeah. it mainly just football players? Yeah,
1: um, we had some other teams show up, okay. um, and actually like consistently come, but it was mainly football players, and um, we tried to uh, get women to join, but it was kind of mainly guys, so it was kind of hard to
0: balance that yeah <laughs> that makes sense yeah. a little intimidating yeah, yeah with 40 to 50 football players yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, a, yeah. like a girl walking in a room with like 40 guys yeah
1: yeah different but yeah they they came every now and then and um they I think they enjoyed it I made some friendships to them cool. I think they enjoyed it when they did
0: come yeah so what did what you guys typically do
1: um during those times so I was big on talking about how like Jesus um Sat down when he preached to people and how he like wanted everybody on the same level kind of thing. Um, so we would just sit in a big circle, and I unknowingly I would kind of like lead the group, but it wasn't like I was. Um, I didn't seem like the pastor of the group. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, to their eyes, I or even to my eyes. Um, looking back I was kind of preaching at people um, you you feel like they didn't see you as the pastor even though you were preaching to them I think I was less a pastor than they were exposed to it wasn't church right but I was still preaching it. because probably
2: you were coming from this like okay timeline right this is now at this point you were a Christian for like four or five months when the when I like, reached this peak when the it reaches peak, probably, yeah. Four or five months, right? So yeah. you've only been a Christian for four or five months, and you've gathered about 50, 60, up to 100 people, right? And you're actually, like, leading. You were, like, preaching, basically, for, like, 20 minutes, just telling then, a story and, like,
1: getting... <clears throat> when I said preaching, I would, like, we would read... So we read Matthew, okay, right? And we'd read a section... Like, uh, you know how you have the study Bibles that breaks it up into sections. We'd read a section. I would give my take on it. Okay. And then I would open up the floor for other people to give their take on it. So, it was a sense of everyone's talking, but it's also Otis is giving his take on it first. But you were preaching. You weren't writing sermons. Right. Got it, got it, got it. And I was... Honestly, I wasn't really preparing for it. Yeah. I was just kind of doing it on
0: the scale. So, were you pulling from because you grew up as an atheist, what were you pulling from? Like, prior knowledge of Christianity or church history? Anything like, you were just like, I'm reading what Jesus is saying, and here's my take.
1: Um, Yeah, I think I was just reading what he was saying. I didn't really have any prior knowledge. um, But the amazing part is the way that my family raised me is that um, I was, they they taught me to love my neighbor. You know, they taught Mm -hmm. me to um stand with the oppressed you know so it was like kind of in a moral sense i've i've already been taught these yeah. things yeah, yeah yeah interesting um and it's not just me trying to do it just to not go to hell it's like me trying to do it to like because you already believe it in yeah, your fiber right these these morals that i believe in that's what jesus was yeah. talking about
0: and okay. that's okay that makes a connection to me what you said earlier about like you didn't necessarily, quote-unquote, have this relationship with God, but you did want to offer something to people, yeah, like, right. hope to people. Right. And that came from, like, your family helping you realize that Jesus stood. Or it's it's a good thing. It's a morally good thing to stand with oppressed people. Right, And you saw that in Jesus. Right. Okay. And so it offered a different perspective of other people
1: uh, that other people had not experienced. Yeah. You know, it's like a lot of times they go to the church and they church is talking about who they're supposed to oppress you know what I mean and this was me saying no this yeah. is Jesus saying don't oppress you. these people yeah. but stand with them love them and be kind to them let's keep let's keep moving right okay. so I
2: don't want to get too stuck on just FPC so you you did that and then you left PC mm. right and on a good note right and then you entered Charlotte mm-hmm. right and
1: then so how did you find us um so I was big on not going to church. I felt like I didn't really want to go to church. Um, so I, I saw y'all sign that says uh, relationship over religion. Okay. And that's something that really spoke to me. Um, I came and talked to Tyler and um, honestly gave him like a 20 second testimony, I think. Yeah, yeah. At the um, org showcase? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, my family's really been hurt by the church, I really like your sign. Um, and he's like, that's awesome, bro. Um
0: not awesome that your family was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great, great news. But like <laughs> yeah. that's <Love> awesome that. <laughs> that
1: we um I've met you and stuff like yeah. that. Um and so you texted me and um honestly came into it, Oh, I'm gonna show them how good of a Christian I am. Really? Yeah. This kind of stuff. I think subconsciously at the time. But I thought that was my purpose for conversations about Jesus with people. Like mm-hmm. I know this stuff, I'm following this stuff well, blah, blah, blah.
0: It's that competitiveness yeah. inside of you.
1: Um, so how did those conversations go with us? Um, I It went really well. I think that like, at first it was just nice to have someone to talk to that I could um, just talk about Jesus with, without the sense of feeling like, I don't know, just very kind, Christian, very uh loving people, which is just Christ like, you know. Um yeah. Grazie, grazie. Yeah. <laughs> um and yeah, it was it's really nice to like have someone I could talk to. Have someone that um I don't have to like worry that they're gonna say something about my family, you know, or um anything like that. And it was just really nice to be surrounded by those types of people. And then throughout time, um I started to realize like maybe I don't know everything. Maybe I'm doing this for the wrong reasons. Just through questions. It wasn't like y'all were pointing your finger at me like oh, you don't have this figured out. Oh, you're doing this wrong. It was like y'all asked great questions that made me think about what I truly believed in and who I was as a person. And um, my walk with Jesus and if I was doing it for him because I loved him or if I was doing it because I wanted to be the best Christian and mm-hmm. I wanted other people to see that I was the best Christian, or even that I wanted Jesus to see that I was the best Christian. Mm. Yeah. Okay. At this point,
2: right? I don't know how to say this without like us glorifying ourselves. Um, but like, at, but at this point, you had like
1: loose mentors. Yeah, I would say that like, I had. Mentors that I could go every now and then and ask a theological question, and they would try to walk me through it. Right. But it wasn't like mentors like walking with me and yeah. um, like pastoring me and discipling me. Because this is something interesting you told us before was that like
2: your Christian friends who are Christians basically their whole life. You there were not a lot of people like with your story.
1: Right. You felt like you outgrew them. Yeah, and I felt like they grew to like kind of see me as a mentor. Yeah. Sense, yeah. Yeah, okay. Like, okay. Coming to me to ask me to pray yes. for them, coming to me to ask me questions, stuff like that. But
0: they had been doing it longer than you were.
1: Right. Yes. Um but I wouldn't say that they necessarily were reading the Bible too right. often. Right. Yeah. It was a great place to like teach them how to read the Bible. Yeah. But um not that I even really had it figured out. But it was a <laughs> it was a spark, you know. Yeah. Um but yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I also had, like, kind of people from my hometown that I did, like, kind of look up to, like, um, Christians that were didn't fit my idea mm-hmm. of what a Christian means to be. People that, me and my family would even say they're truly, like, embodying, loving your neighbor and what Jesus said. Um, but... <laughs> In a weird way, we still didn't even, like, associate them with Jesus. Because they aren't the real Christian. Right. They're, like, the exception to They're it. They're the right? nice Christians. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 Not just the Christian yeah. that actually yeah. believe in Jesus. Um, yeah, so I had... But I never had, a, like, a period of, like, meeting with someone, talking with someone, um, and allowing someone to, like, pour into me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I did... Give a sermon um, at my church back home I know that I talked about it. I didn't really like church but I went to church a few times and got the opportunity to preach at the church and um, I talked to that pastor frequently um, outside of church but it's not a sense if we were meeting even once a week or even once a month
0: yeah okay so, yeah. so you so you come to Charlotte and are you, you meet us? What starts to happen, like, with your friends? What starts to happen inside of you, like, with your relationship with Jesus? What are some big things that have been going on?
1: Um, I think that for a large part of my beginning of my walk, I focused a lot on other people. Um, oh, I already got it figured out. Oh, Jesus okay. is not worried about me. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 crazy to say, but. I was like, how can I pour into everybody else? You know? Um, and I wasn't taking the time for my relationship with Jesus and I wasn't taking the time for um allowing myself to be poured into. You know, like I um I was talking to about God more than I was talking to God, mm-hmm. you know. Um so it was more of trying to show other people what Christianity is about rather than me and that started to shift. I started to realize um, that I can't like I can't do it for other people and me trying to do that is taking away from my relationship myself. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I realized that Knowing Jesus is different from knowing every verse in the Bible. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, we talked about it a lot. Like, I I was super into the Bible. I was super into figuring out, like, the mysteries of the Bible and stuff like that, which is awesome, you know, but it's not a replacement for knowing Jesus. Mm-hmm. And in a sense, it wasn't even that I was trying to know Jesus. I was just trying to know the Bible. And the more that I knew the Bible, the more I said I knew Jesus. Yeah, So. I knew about Jesus. I didn't really, a hundred percent know Jesus. Yes. Yeah.
2: So as you're doing that, but you were still—you still started a group with your friends, though, right? Right. And
1: um, it didn't go well for the longest <laughs> time, uh, just because I was trying to do what I did at PC, and it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. it it was frustrating to me you know i wanted to like give up on the group but i was like why am i not able to um reciprocate what i was doing at pc um and i talked to y'all about this and um y'all gave me the the three-thirds um what do you call that structure sure um and honestly the first couple weeks um after y'all showed it to me i continued to do it my own way you know um and then we talked about it and i was like i i just it stressed me out because i felt like i had to say the perfect thing i felt like i had to ask the best questions you know um and it was just hard and i was just like i wish that i had more structure and then i came to y'all and talked about this and you're like Well, we gave you structure. (laughs) um, You're not the only one. Yeah. So I I tried it, um, and it went really, really well. And from that point on, um, it was just me, like, no more pressure on me. You know, I have the structure. um, And I saw a lot more, like, of my friends understanding who Jesus was and his character rather than me trying to um, just... Explain these confusing things is not really going to help people to understand
0: who Jesus is. hmm? Wait, so what was the difference? I don't understand. Um, So you're saying that like generally speaking the way that you had set up your Bible study, your friends were not uh, meeting Jesus? I don't think so.
1: But they were studying the Bible. Right. And um we just, it was very, like, they went bad, like, pretty bad, like, um,
0: because you were doing it the same way you were doing it at yeah, PC. But and and, PC went great. Or did yeah, it? it? PC went really well. Okay. Um, I think
1: in a sense, I kind of ex- tried to teach people like where I was at, you know what I mean? Like, um, tried to Explain these super like confusing things to people. Um, like when Bible study we talked about the Trinity, and looking back, like why would I even talk about that? Like uh, it still doesn't really sure, make sense sure. to me. Um, and it was just like me trying to teach them how to read the Bible and all the confusing things about the Bible, rather than me trying to show them. Who Jesus was, yeah, uh, okay. you know? got it. Um, and once I felt like I didn't have to be like sound like the smartest dude in the world or anything like that, and I could just explain it simply. That's when it really took off. Using the three thirds and explaining the stories about Jesus simply, it really
0: because there's off. a real pressure for people like you to have to explain everything perfectly. Yeah. Like you've got to be the guy. Yeah. That knows what they're talking about, can't say anything wrong. Right. When people look at you, they think, Oh, this person, Otis, like they know what they're talking about. Right. And if you don't know what you're talking about, then, like that's a threat. Right. So you've got to I don't know, for me, like you've just gotta like pretend yeah. or try really hard to know everything, which yeah. seems impossible.
1: And throughout the semester I I kinda started to realize that I didn't know everything, you know, like... For the first time in your yeah. life, you realize you didn't know anything. I keep. remember um, talking with y'all, and like, we're talking about something crazy, something like, um, some mystery or something like that, and we were talking about Bible experts and how they would probably know it, and I remember, like, stinging a little bit, like, I'm not a Bible expert, like... <laughs> yeah, okay. And it was okay. just, it was, um... <laughs> It was like, okay, I don't have this all figured out, you know. And I was, like, kind of close-minded to, like, not having it all figured out. You know, so throughout the season, throughout the year, I'm used to football. Throughout the year, um, I I think I became more and more, like, childlike, you know. Uh, Rather than thinking that I'm some grown-up that knows everything, you know. It's like, I can learn. Yeah. Oh, I
2: think I think this is I think we talked about this before early like it wasn't your fault because as a football player you see things modeled to you like you are a linebacker yeah. right so you see examples of linebackers like, I want to be that right Luke Kuechly is who I strive to be or I don't know what that's it yeah but Christian stuff right what you see is these pastors yeah. talking from a podium With like a thousand people, ten thousand people, like you see, like seminary professors, like talking about these higher levels of like Christianity and like like solving these mysteries. So that is like what you were trying to replicate, right? But then you realize I'm not
0: that yet,
2: right? Right. So I think you had to, you felt like you had to pretend to be this grown up. Right. When all the time you're like, I just want to be like a kid and just like talk about what I know, right? right? And for us, I think we saw that a little bit. Okay. And like for us, that's discipleship. Yep. Right. Discipleship is just like being one step ahead and just talking about these simple, what I know about Jesus, what does my friends not know about it, how can they experience it and share it to their friends as well. Right. right? And then you so do you feel like you were able to like
1: shift success in that way in the Christian walk? Yeah, I think that. Not only did it take pressure off of me, but it also helped the people that I was talking to, my friends, understand a lot more, you know? Because I'm no longer trying to be C.S. Lewis, I'm just trying to be Otis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yes! Yeah, because
2: yeah. Yeah. that's your competitiveness, right? Yeah. That's all you know. If right. that's all you know, then that's what you're trying to do. But no one's ever showed you a different, like, discipling your friends in a, like, authentic, and like, this genuine, like, Otis way.
1: Right, and... um. I felt like I had to always do more and more and more and one thing that really helped is just talking about how like just the people in my life you know just uh, pouring into them and discipling them that's much more beneficial than trying to spread myself thin and like try to talk to literally every single person that I encounter um, and that I don't really have a relationship with. Because now you even told us right like you have how many,
2: maybe 10 to 15 in your group now? Yeah. And that seems like, you were like, you're almost afraid that your group is so big. Yeah. Versus like a group of 100, right. you're like, let's do more. Right. We can double this. Now you're like, I don't want any more than like 15. Right. Exactly. Right. Because you actually, you feel like you want a relationship and you want a disciple and you want to empower and equip. Right. But you couldn't do that with 100.
1: Right. And I'm seeing much more, when I say results, it's kind of like, uh, I'll say results. Yeah, okay. I'm seeing much more results of people understanding Jesus in this group of ten to fifteen than I did with forty or, or fifty guys. Can you give an example? What's like um, some of the biggest yeah. things? Like my roommate and best friend, he. Um, we've been talking about this for a long time, and I spent all my time like. Trying to talk to other people because, oh, like, I'm already friends with him. He already believes in Jesus. We're good, you know? Mm -hmm. And now that I'm actually being present with him and talking with him about it and trying to pour into him and seeing where he can pour into me, I feel like not only has our friendship really grown, but also um, he is getting it, you know? He's understanding Jesus. and leading other people too as well. You know. Yeah. Not only being discipled um by me and other people, but also discipling his other friends, you know, and it's just it's really cool to see. And um I didn't really witness that at PCA yeah. You know, it's like in this group there's more like okay, I just learned this, I can go show it to other people. And the other group was like Oh, Otis has it all figured out. We need to bring other people to him so yeah. he can explain it to so. them. gave me the chili willies. Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't say chili willies. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. But yeah, it was like it's more of a like, okay, this is not Otis teaching us. It's like this is God. You know what I mean? It's not like only Otis can do this. It's like no, God can do this through anybody. You know? Yeah. Um, much more simple. Much more understanding. And um, didn't really find that at PC because I was trying to get people to see how good I was at it. And yeah,
0: and you were also you weren't teaching. I'm just assume here. You weren't teaching like you weren't saying, "Guys, let me introduce you to Jesus." It was here's these concepts, here's this information, here are these like themes that me like a four month old Christian are going to teach people. Right. right, and so I think you're seeing now transformation from right. helping people understand who Jesus is versus just like here's information and hopefully this like satisfies your taste buds right. for a week. I think I
1: was trying to teach people how to be the best Christians right. rather than okay. knowing Jesus and now that um, and teaching them to be the best Christians make them feel good but it doesn't help them to know Jesus and mm. helping them and now, what I'm doing is helping them to know Jesus. Not only does that make them like this, not only does that fulfill them, but it's also helping them to walk with Jesus, trust yeah, Jesus, yes. and this fruit. Now, yeah. because yeah. We're, we're saying,
2: best Christian, be the best Christian, is different from knowing Jesus, right? I yes. think that's something people may not understand. There's yes. a difference, like, you can play the Christian games, but will you ever have this, like, like fulfilling relationship with Jesus? Yeah. Right. right, And you would, right, in your experience, like, no, you can be the best Christian and actually not have a fulfilling relationship with Jesus. Right. You've seen your own life and your other friends' lives. Right. Right. And then there's a the difference. I think that's something people need to hear. Because even to have other friends outside this group, you share that with them. They're like, oh, I never thought about it like that.
1: Yeah. And honestly, kind of, like, <laughs> defensive at first, you know? Like it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's kind of crazy for them to hear, but... Um, just through conversations, it's like starting to make sense. It's like, oh, there's actually no pressure on me, you know. I can just be God's child, you know, yeah. and I don't have to seek this approval Yeah, that's already been given to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah,
0: now, now, okay, this is what I want to talk about. This is maybe where we land. Yeah. <clears throat> this concept of grace mm. has been like a really big thing, I think for all of us this semester. Walk us through your concept of grace before I don't know, like three weeks ago, a month ago. Um, grace was for the people that couldn't
1: do it themselves, in my mind, two um, months ago. Like, grace is for the people that are not truly like walking uh, with Jesus, whoa, okay, 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 okay. Um, which is crazy to say, okay. It's like, <laughs> in my mind, grace is for the people that are not good <laughs> <Yeah>. at it. <laughs> Um, okay. Which is so incredibly
2: backwards. So it's it's almost like God gives grace to the people up until they get it, and then like grace is over. You're on your own two feet. You can right. figure it
1: out. Yeah. And you, if you mess up again, you'll get it again, maybe. Okay. But like maybe, you, maybe. Okay. That's you how you start, feel. Yeah. Start yeah. Start okay. getting more impatient. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like a, conditional grace. Yeah. 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 Um, grace to me was more of like a Second chance, um, you know, and it's like, okay, now it's on me now. You know, it's like, God gave me a second chance. I can't screw up the second chance. You know, it's on me to live the perfect Christian lifestyle. Um, And that is not what grace
0: is at all. Where did that concept come from? Um, Your understanding of grace, where did that come from?
1: Is it old one or new one? The old one.
0: We're not on the new one yet. The old one.
1: uh, Probably a combination of. Seeing people growing up saying, saved by grace, and kind of being a little hypocritical about mm. their faith. So maybe like, oh, yeah, they need some grace, you know, in a judgmental way. Um, but also, me trying to do everything perfect and feeling like I have to do everything perfect to be approved by God, to be loved by God, and for God to be happy okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so kind of a combination of those yeah. two. like. Um, I'm kind of a perfectionist. Um, so my idea of how God thought about me was similar to how I thought about myself. When I'm disappointed in myself, I feel like God's disappointed in me. Of course. When I let myself down, I feel like I let God down. Um, and kind of just the mixture of those three things, like I didn't understand what Paul was talking about when we said, were say by grace or under grace not the all
0: so you're saying grace was um only for the people that needed it and once you got like a certain amount of it god was saying okay you got what i needed to give you right go on and like live for me right and do it as best as you can and if you can't you know then it's on you you
1: know you got the second chance but you screwed up the second chance and Looking back, that's a very backwards way of thinking about it. Why is
0: it backwards? And, yeah, take us into um, like, the new way of thinking. Because um, when y'all sat
1: down with me and showed me like Ephesians two and 2 Corinthians five twenty one, um, it sounded so like backwards to me, you know. Um, and I really like spent probably probably a month or yeah. not a month. Around then, like well, I just
2: remember I showing it to you and you're like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second.
1: Yeah. And like it didn't make sense to me because it's like everything I believe to this point is kind of backwards, you know. Um I don't have to like live to get the approval of God, what are you talking about? You know, it's like <laughs> um, <laughs> We're Christians, right? You know? <laughs> Which Bible are you reading? <laughs> um So it was a lot of time like what could this mean if this was true? You know, because it, it sounds too good to be true. It sounds mm-hmm. too... It sounded too easy for me, quote-unquote. You yeah. know what i guess, um, I wanted to be competitive, and this is not pushing me to be competitive, right? Um, so I wrestled with it for a long time. I um, probably read Romans four or five times. <laughs> really? Like, In that... Okay. Yeah, it's like, dude, like how what is he saying you know it's like because <laughs> um, when you read Romans knowing what grace is is a whole different letter you know yeah I mean? um I look back at my old notes of Romans I take notes when I read the Bible and it was talking about somehow I used that letter to talk about Paul is telling us to be better Christians <laughs> and like yeah to play the Christian game yeah. Oh, yeah um and I went back and I read it and I was like okay like this is legit, like this is in the Bible, yes.
0: Do you think that you, I'm trying to like find the origin point of your concept of Christianity and grace. To me, it feels like you didn't have a real sense of who Jesus was, Right. and you started reading all this other stuff, and all this other stuff is good, but if you're reading everything through a lens that's not Jesus, you're gonna come away with something that's not Jesus.
1: Right. I think that I knew that Jesus was incredibly loving and kind, but not when he looked at me. You know? Um, Why? I think it just comes back to trying to be a perfectionist of myself and like, he only is loving and kind when I mess everything. My sense of trying to be a perfectionist was not, was too big for my it was greater than my understanding of Jesus mm-hmm. right in that sense like um Jesus was limit. my idea of Jesus and who he was was limited by my idea of how someone should look at me if I'm Got it. screwing up the things that yep. they tell me to do. Yeah. Yep. Um, And understanding Jesus more helped me to understand that I don't have to be so hard on myself, Mm -hmm. that I don't have to be a perfectionist all the time. And that not only does he love me and like me and um, is proud of me, that I can love me and like me and be proud of myself Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. this This is
2: something, I don't think we understood how little people understand grace Mm -hmm. because when we had a conversation with you well we had a conversation with two other students and they were like shocked and crying when we told them how grace actually works the next week we told them we told you about the reaction and then we showed you what we showed them and you're like wait a second this also doesn't make sense then after you try to start wrestling with this you start showing your other friends who are Christians and they were like bringing evidence against grace right through with the bible right, right. they were like this is untrue otis this right. is like blasphemy right <laughs> you can't do this
0: yeah okay, so but then but what are we saying about grace what's so hard about uh, well exactly what
2: otis is saying but like, the point of christianity is to be a good christian right right and not that god has already declared you righteous because of what Jesus has done for you therefore you don't have to prove anything to Jesus and all your acts is not for righteousness but out of loving Jesus and you're just bearing fruit because you're remaining in him right, right? right. that there's no requirement to do anything more for Jesus he doesn't hate you less he doesn't love you anymore he's not disappointed he's not in
0: disappointed you disappointed because right. it's like a massive doing. thing apparently right
1: and I think it's because um this generation um tries so hard, and is taught to try so hard to stay away from "quote unquote" being lukewarm. That like uh, yeah. the concept of grace just sounds like lukewarm. To I hate people. that, yeah. you just have to, to, to be peace. on
2: fire with, yeah. for Jesus, yeah. right? That's you have just... To do all these things for yes. Jesus, to be like a yes. true
1: Christian, you know. Yes. Um, and it's funny. It's like a lot of people that like don't necessarily understand grace would say someone that's not doing all these things for Jesus as not like a true Christian you know what I mean but somebody that understands grace could see that people trying to do everything for Jesus it's like how much do you believe in him you know how much do you know him yeah Um, yeah it's like when I talk to my friends about it it's like no like that can't be true you know what I mean and when y'all talk to me about it, it's like, no, that can't be true. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that's something that we're realizing, like,
2: man, people have such a hard time with Christianity because of that. Like, mm-hmm. I if I don't even want to commit to be a Christian because of all the work yeah. it comes with. Like, the right. organization yeah. of Christianity has requirements to stay in the organization. Yeah. But- and like, even Christians now are like, they're crippled by this like expectations they think that god has on them so they're actually not doing anything and they're just they're like i'm just a bad christian and i'm okay with being a bad christian yep i'm like no why are you
1: saying
0: that right like give yourself like the identity that god has given you right but i feel right. like people have been exposed to christianity not through jesus yes that's the issue yes this is what I, I was going back yes, to just, earlier yeah. like if we're if we're reading scripture not through the lens of Jesus and grace, then what are we actually reading? Yeah. It can so easily turn into things that I have to do, right. which is not Christianity. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's just
1: like talking with people. I realize like, um, like I don't think a single one of the people I've talked to is like, oh, yeah, I already knew that. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Even, like, people that would call themselves, like, quote, unquote, professional Christians, you know, it's like, it's wild that this concept of grace is, like, kind of is not understood by our generation. Yeah, because
0: I think a lot of people grow up knowing or thinking, okay, I know that God loves me. But does he actually like me? Yeah. When I'm not speaking to that person at the gym or like, yeah. I'm doing something I know I shouldn't do. Well, I haven't read the Bible in like right? a week. I, I under, yeah, I'm sure God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for me because of my sins, because of what I'm doing right now. Right. But he's really disappointed in yeah. me. And he really wants me to get back on the straight and narrow. and he's, And it's on me to forge my way back onto his path. Right. right, so that I can do more things for him.
1: Right, and um, I saw, so I, I post on TikTok, and I um, sometimes, I'll even scroll a little bit, um, oh, which is you. kind of a Crazy. dangerous. <laughs> Crazy, 19-year-old uh, um, over here. I saw a video the other day, and it was a picture of, like, Jesus from, like, the Passion movie, mm. um, and, like, he's obviously in a lot of pain, and the caption is like or the com- the words on the screen is like you and I made him do this yeah and it was like a bunch of people like it was like a million likes yeah Um, and it was a bunch of people like I can't believe I did this to Jesus really you know nice. like how do I deserve him and all this stuff and it was like like he chose he chose to go up there for you, you know. Yes. And that's not an arrogant thing to say it's because yes. that's what he wanted, yes. you know, and like I love him for that. But he didn't do it for me to owe him anything. He yeah. didn't do it for me to feel guilty about it, um, feel ashamed about it, or feel like I'm the reason for it.
0: Well, this is something you said last week. I think you said something in the effect of why would Jesus die on a cross for me just to make me feel guilty right. or just to make yeah, me feel, just yeah. to be disappointed in yeah. Me. yeah the whole concept is crazy yeah like, it's like
1: these people have this not these people people have this idea <laughs> that jesus went up on the cross and died to show people when they do this this is like i don't know how to formulate my like to guilt trip people yeah. out of, you know what I mean? Out yeah, of yeah, yeah. Look rabbit. what I'm doing for you. Yeah.
0: Don't you feel bad now? Yeah. Well, he
1: literally was say like, forgive him, Father. They
2: <laughs> right. don't know what they're yeah. doing.
1: Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. And it's like, he didn't do it to guilt trip us. No, he didn't save us. It. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I, I don't know where that idea came from. Right, it's because people can't,
2: they can't believe that they are so valued by God in that way that they have to say, the only way God will see me is through me feeling guilty for what I've done versus saying, no, I have value in God's eyes even when I haven't done anything, right? right? They, they literally, they, they're coming from a place of deficit, which is Tyler's thing. And When you come from a place of deficit, that's the only way you come to God. When God's like, no, I purposely went under you to raise you so you never have to be a deficit again. Mm -hmm. But they but if you say that out loud, you have to look at yourself in a different way. Right? And I don't think they're ready to look at themselves in a different way yet. Right. Because they feel like they're bad Christians.
1: Yeah. And I try to help explain grace to my friends and the way that I could tell that they're understanding it is if they like fight back against it. You know (laughs) if they don't fight back against it and if they just take it, yeah. I know that they don't understand. You're not actually thinking about yeah. what you're talking yeah. about. Because I've had this conversation with a few guys that did not like fight back against it. And I was like, Okay, they just get it. <laughs> and then like a week later I was like, No, you don't like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and I had the conversation with them again and I explained it another way and they're like, How could this be true? Oh. You know? Um so yeah, it's like it's not just like one person doesn't understand grace, it's like a lot of people yeah. do not understand yeah. grace. Um, myself included, you know, I'm still trying to figure Same. it out. I still Same. struggle with Same. this Same. stuff, Same. man. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, I feel like the theme of this semester is us helping students understand that, that God's not disappointed in them. But what's really happening is, like, I'm talking to myself. Yeah. And, like, I can't believe that, like, when I sin, that God's like, come on, man. Yeah. Like... I love you, but this is really hard. It's hard for me to like you right right. now.
1: I already died for you. You What what, what what more do you want me to do for you? Yeah, Yeah. I did
0: it all. Like, come on. But he is saying, I did it all for you, Tyler. I love you regardless of what you do. And those are two very, very different postures. And it's the identity triangle. Mm -hmm. Right? If we really believe that God is just asking us to do stuff for him, then we're always going to operate from this place of performance. Right. But it's coming from this place of, I know who God is. He calls me love because of his grace. That's my identity. Okay. Then oh, then doing things for him is just walking with him wherever he goes. And I'm going to mess up. And I'm not going to be perfect. But when I do that, do I think about, like, how terrible of a person I am or how, or how good God is? Right. And that leads us into a very, very different lifestyle. Yeah. For sure, And
1: I... Living this lifestyle of knowing that God loves me and is like knowing grace or knowing it more, I would say, um, is a lot more fulfilling, you know. I'm finally receiving that rest and peace that mm. Jesus was talking about, you know. Um and yeah, it's like I'm truly truly knowing Jesus um and his grace it's like it's it's, change, it's just changing my life yeah, that's and, Um cool yeah and it's, it's just it's so much better it's so much more of a fulfilling feeling um, to know Jesus than to try to be the best Christian all the time that's awesome yeah um, one other thing I wanted to say is um,
0: okay oh this is podcast yeah
1: <laughs> the Y'all, like, helping me out with the um, triangle and other, like, visuals has really helped me to share it with other people because it's kind of like the three-thirds. It's no longer, oh, I have to say everything right. Mm -hmm. But I have this diagram that y'all explain to me and that I can show to other people and help, like, explain it to them. And there's no more, like, pressure on me to say everything right. So in the same way that y'all are teaching me, it's not like, oh, I need to bring these guys to Tyler and Chris. It's like Yes. Tyler and Chris. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? We, we haven't mean. met anyone in your group. Yeah. Oh, Alex. Oh, we met we Alex. Out, asked, out that and one time. I
0: shook somebody else's hand. Michael. Yeah. Okay, we're saying names Micah. now. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Good job guys. Yeah. Um but yeah, we've we've really not had an actual conversation with you my group because we, we trust you. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not a failure on our on our part. That's specifically designed to happen yeah. right
1: um, yeah and it's just been really awesome because it's like kind of seeing that pass on it's like when somebody in my group I'm not going to say the name again True. but like, uh, talks to another person it's not like oh I need to bring them back to Otis Correct. and I'm not like oh I need to bring you back to Tyler Chris okay. it's just like no it's like I not I know what I'm doing but like I don't need to ask somebody else to do yeah. it for me. Yeah. Yeah, that
2: makes sense. Yeah.